The shepherd knows where to find you. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is Testimony Thursday. And we have another CBN testimony. And the guest today is Sheila Walsh. And she has an amazing story to tell about how God just rescued her out of deep, dark depression and suicidal thoughts. It's a great story, very powerful. Here's Sheila. I was very much a daddy's girl. My father was tall and funny and had an amazing singing voice. You could hardly get a thread between us. I just thought my father was was the most amazing man on the earth. We went to bed one night and everything was normal and wonderful. And by the next morning, life would never be the same again. During the night, my father had a massive brain aneurysm and was taken off to intensive care. After a few weeks, my dad actually came home. He was paralyzed down the left side. He never regained any words. He could only make sounds. Sometimes when there's acute brain injury, the person instinctively hits out at the one person they believe will still love them no matter what. But you don't understand that when you're five years old. The only one my father took his anger out on was me. He would spit in my face or pull lumps of my hair out. And as a child, I just thought, well, what am I doing wrong? Obviously, Dad's trying to tell me something and I'm not understanding. I'm making him mad. I have to try harder. One night, I was sitting by the fire playing with Heidi, my little dog, and I suddenly heard her growl. And I turned, and in that moment, I saw that my father was behind me with his cane about to bring it down on my skull. I don't know whether I pulled it or pushed but he fell and hit the ground hard and just lay there roaring like an animal. It took four or five men to carry my dad out of the house that day and he was taken to what was called our local asylum. My father escaped and they looked for him through the night and found him just as the sun was breaking the next morning. He was dead in the river caught in the salmon nets. He'd taken his own life. My mom came home with a black dress on and a black hat and took all the photographs of my father off the wall, put them in a suitcase, put it under her bed, and we never talked about him again. All I knew was that I had done something to make my father hate me, or he had seen something in me that that he despised. I remember someone saying to me once, Sheila, you're just like your dad. And I think what they honestly meant was you sing like your dad, you tell appallingly bad jokes like your father. But what I heard was there's a crack in your soul like your father. And one of these days, no matter how fast you run, it's going to catch up with you. And I spent the next many, many years trying to make sure that whatever it was my father saw, no one else would ever see. I found the perfect hiding place. Christian ministry. I mean, who's going to come up to me and say, put that Bible down or we're going to have an intervention? Outwardly, it looked like, you know, God had just really put his hand of favor on my life. But inside, I was still the same scared little girl. 
It felt as if I was on the edge of this volcano and this distant rumble was getting louder and louder every day and I didn't know what to do. I kept my life very noisy. I would get up in the morning and put on the television. I'd get into the car, I'd turn on the radio. But the disquiet, the rumbling, the smoke just kept getting more intense. I remember one day going to the ATM machine and I couldn't remember the four digits of my PIN number. It was my birthday and I couldn't remember what it was. And another day, I was interviewing a guest and I asked her my first question. And before she answered, she said, you know, Sheila, you sit here every day talking to us and asking us how we're doing. How are you doing? I wasn't expecting it and I didn't have time to pull my guard up. And that morning I did what I vowed I would never do. I started crying on television. And I thought, you have to face it, Sheila. It's over. I asked God, I said, if there's one ounce of mercy left in your heart for me, please take me home tonight. Because I can't do this. It's too hard. I felt like in the Christian world that my circle could cope with a dead Sheila Walsh far more than a hospitalized and a mental hospital Sheila Walsh. I remember getting the car by myself and driving. I stopped off at Virginia Beach and I took my shoes off and I walked to the edge of the water. I walked till I was almost knee deep. And honestly, all I wanted to do was to keep on walking and just be done. And I think the only thing that stopped me was the thought of my mother receiving another phone call that someone she loved had disappeared under the water. I just couldn't do that to her. But I have to tell you, I wanted to. I wanted to just follow in my father's footsteps in the most terrible way. I'll never forget the day. And I sat in the parking lot outside the hospital and I remember sobbing on the steering wheel and saying, Lord, how did I get here? How can you spend your whole life trying to get it right and end up in a place that says that everything's terribly wrong? It's a very strange experience being admitted as a patient to a psych hospital. The nurse went through all my stuff in my suitcase. She took away my belt, my hose, my hairdryer, my makeup. And they take you to a little room, single bed, chair, no locks. And I, I just, I felt as if I'd gone to hell. And I sat in the corner with my head on my knees and I could hear someone check on me every 15 minutes, but I never looked up. But at three o'clock, the person came into the room and walked till they were right in front of me. So I looked up. He had something in his hands and he gave it to me. And it was a little stuffed animal, it was a little lamb. And he put it in my hands and then he turned to leave. And when he got to the door, he stopped and turned round. And he said, Sheila, the shepherd knows where to find you. I was there for a month, I never saw him again. But what a, what a ray of hope into the darkest night of your life. The shepherd knows where to find you. My mom was a farm accountant, and so I got to see the spring lambs. I would watch the lambs being born, and it's, it's the most beautiful sight. But every now and again, a ewe will give birth to a lamb and immediately reject it. And there's nothing the shepherd can do. And if the shepherd doesn't intervene, then that lamb will die, not of hunger, but of a broken spirit. They call them bummer lambs. So the shepherd will take that lamb into his home, and he'll care for it, feed it with a bottle. And once the lamb is strong enough, he'll put it back with the flock. 
But in the morning when he comes out and he calls, sheep, 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 the very first ones to run to him are the bummer lambs because they know his voice. And I will be a bummer lamb until the day I die. Every morning when I wake up, some mornings I look in the mirror and I think, oh, bless your heart. And other mornings, you know, it's dimmer and I feel better about life. But every single morning, I use the Psalm, Psalm 143, verse 8, which says this, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have placed my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And I remember, I am Sheila Walsh, daughter of the King of Kings. That was a CBN testimony with Sheila Walsh, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under a suicidal ministry leader meets an angel in the asylum. You can also find out more information about CBN at their website, cbn.com. Hope you have an amazing day today, and I'll see you again tomorrow.